Merry Christmas! Welcome to the Preacher Dad Podcast on this December 24th, Christmas Eve, and I hope that this podcast finds you headed for hearth and home, headed for fireside um, cocoa, and all of the pleasant things that Christmas brings to us. And, uh, you know, normally I try to do a Fatherhood Friday on Fridays. And I suppose you might say that I'll uh, maybe touch on that. I wanted to uh, remember, you know how that passage in Isaiah that says, uh, And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called... Or if you're Handel, apparently you say Khaled. (laughs) Name shall be Khaled! And they say wonderful counselor. Well, they say wonderful, and they say counselor, and really there's no comma there in the Hebrew. It should just be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And you know, a lot of people just sort of skip over that everlasting Father part, and I think it's good for us to remember here on Fatherhood Friday, Christmas Eve, that the child that was to be born unto us was the Godhead. He was the entirety of God made flesh. He was the immortal made mortal. Uh, He was divine made human. And that includes the part of the Godhead we call Father. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus had a Father. But those three members of the Godhead are the Trinity, and they are one together. The Bible says our God is one Lord. He's three parts of one person, and there are three persons in the one God. So it's very hard for us to grasp a hold of that, but Jesus is an eternal Father in the sense that He originated everything. The Bible says that the Father created through the Son. It says in John chapter 1 that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it goes on to say that the Word created the the world. And so he originated everything. And so definitely in that sense alone, he's a father. He is the father of the entirety of existence, of the universe. He's not referred to usually as God the Father because he is God the Son, but he is still called Everlasting Father. And I think that in the sense that he started it all, he could be called a father. And also because he and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. Anyhow, so there you go, a little bit of Fatherhood Friday today, but I also wanted to point out that not only do we have all the cookies and treats and presents and trees and beautiful decorations at Christmas time, we also have Christmas carols. And let me tell you, I love me some Christmas carols. And I'm not going to trouble you with a solo today. However, there are some incredible doctrines in some of our most common Christmas carols. I think of uh, Old Little Town of Bethlehem. How still we see thee lie 
above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by it's talking about just the quietness you ever been outside at night in the country i live out in the country and you go outside at night and as long as the cars ain't driving by you're not hearing traffic you're hearing quiet you might hear a nightingale <laughs> you might hear critters but it's quiet so this is a countryside place in Bethlehem, a quiet town. The silent stars just drifting by as the night goes. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Not only does Jesus meet our hopes, he meets our fears. And that is powerful. The things that we are afraid of, Jesus is the solution for. The things that we hope for and, and expect and look for, Jesus is the answer to those things as well. Uh, what about uh, one of my favorite hymns? Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. That's what peace means. It, it's, it's, it's two warring, warring parties that not only stop their hostility, but they are united. They are brought together. That's true biblical peace. That's shalom. That's what shalom is. It's the bringing together of two warring parties, at least part of it. I'm not sure I could say that the all-encompassing definition of shalom, but peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful, all ye nations, rise, join the triumph of the skies. That's these. He's saying, listen, these herald angels are singing about peace on earth. They're singing about the fact that God and sinners are now being reconciled. This is the moment all of history is pointing to the coming of Christ. And all history since points back to the coming of Christ, not just his arrival, but his accomplishments upon the cross that's that's what all of history is pointing at before him they were pointing to him and since him they're pointing back to him all of history points to him it's all about him and so these angels are declaring the dawning of a new time on the earth when god has made a way for him and sinners to be reconciled and so then the psalmist here the songwriter says joyful all ye nations rise and join the triumph of the skies with the angelic host proclaim christ is born in bethlehem i mean that is beautiful writing folks they don't write like that anymore and that is deep and powerful doctrine and there's more verses to this song that i can't remember off the top of my head that just keep going Y'all, you need to pull out a hymnal and you just need to read the poetry in the Christmas carols because it is incredible, incredible joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. They're singing because it is so glad and happy that finally, at long last, after thousands of years, and the first prophecy of Jesus was just outside the Garden of Eden. 
<clears throat> After thousands and thousands of years of waiting, here he is. He's finally come. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God. May God be glorified. Friends, that, those angels coming to the hillside, that's one of the most incredible things in all the Bible. If you really stop to think about what's happening there, what that would have looked like, what that would have been like, what they are saying, it is, it is astounding. Astounding. To be one of those shepherds, man, those guys had one of the greatest privileges in all the Bible. That's a, it's just amazing. So listen, remember the words of the Christmas carols carry an incredible amount of meaning. And if we will slow down, stop, and listen to them, we will find powerful biblical truth in these beautiful songs that we sing every Christmas season. Well, Merry Christmas. May God bless you. And may you rejoice that the incarnation of the Lord in heaven, our Savior, Jesus Christ, rejoice that it, it did happen. It was real that he came in the flesh and has made atonement for us and for our sins. All right, I'm the Preacher Dad signing off. You can find more about me and our ministry at PreacherDad.com. I would love to uh, interact with you there. So get on over there, leave me a comment, send me a message, subscribe to our newsletter, 